It kind of just looks like I forgot to shave, man. <laughs> yeah. What's that say? Go full screen on uh, Yeah, I gotta go full screen on this. Jabango. Nope, nope. Whoop. Did I hang up on him? Nope. You closed it in here somewhere. Uh, hey, bear with me, buddy. I'm just fixing this up. Go to Google. Google. Over here. Over here. Go to Google. Sorry, I've got my kids kind of being noisy in the background. That's so. okay. This one? Yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's all good. It's all good. So I'm going to enter full screen. Is it full screen right now, Randy? Are you clicking the right button? There we are. There we go. And um, Dennis, can we do it? Um, you know that that window uh, behind you? Up, yeah. Up high? Yeah. Right that kind of blocks it? Can yeah. we do it? Can you keep your head right there for the whole yeah. time? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe um, a quick introduction for anybody uh, watching. If you want to give uh, just a... Uh, you know some of the titles. Obviously, you're an IPF world champion. Yeah. Um, and uh, but just maybe a quick background on anybody for anybody who's watching on on yourself. Um, yeah. So uh, my name is Dennis Cornelius. Um, I've been uh, powerlifting for about uh, five years now. Um, I did my first IPF Worlds last year in uh, Clean, Texas. Um, I uh, I won first place in the open division. And uh, um, fixing to go back to Worlds again for a second year in Belarus. That's right. So you actually, you also came, did you come in second or third for overall best looks in every weight class? Uh, I came in second did you, uh, yeah. behind uh, Sergei Fedoshenko. That's right. So did you beat Ray Williams? I, be, I Yeah, barely beat Ray Williams. He missed his last deadlift, so I, hey. I, uh, I barely beat him on the Wilkes. A win is a win. Who's kidding? Who? That's 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 an awesome W in, in the belt. So that yeah. was a uh, so that was your first IPF world. So you've been powerlifting for five years now. Yeah, five years. So how, yeah, I started. How did you get started into in two thousand twelve? How did you Sorry, get into go how did you get into powerlifting? Uh, I I was kind of doing other things. Um, I was I've always trained heavy. I've always been pretty strong, and uh, um, I was doing. Before I did this, I got I was into uh, uh, grappling and that sort of thing, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and then I uh, decided to do um, decided to do uh, powerlifting one day. And uh, I mean, I'd been thinking about it for a while, and I decided to do a, a meet, and, and uh, um, I kind of fell in love with it after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> back so in back in 2012, did first meet. And... Were you were you strength training for grappling? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's uh, um, I was doing all kind of just power building and some strongman stuff for that for that specifically for that, and then and then uh, got into powerlifting. How how high up did you make it in terms of uh, grappling? Um, I, well, <clears throat> I mean, I did a few you know competitions. Um, I, I never did the uh, IBJJF. I think that's the biggest one. Yeah, um, I, I did Naga and stuff like that, and um, I, I never got near uh, nearly as serious about it as I did uh, as I did powerlifting. Um, yeah. I, I plan to go back to it um, and probably actually take it a lot more serious when I get done with the powerlifting. Um, I'm probably going to go try to do the IBJJF and mm -hmm. and uh, try to get real serious about that when I when I go back. Um, yeah, we uh, we got that in common, man. Uh, before I got into powerlifting, 
I did grappling competitions, and I wasn't okay. I wasn't like same as you, where I didn't feel I was super serious. Once I got into powerlifting, whoo, took it super serious, and I think powerlifting actually taught me a lot of how to train, you know, seriously, and how a an elite athlete would actually focus on training and how dedicated they have to be. Because you think you were before, but you really weren't. You know, you get a real glimpse of it. And um, my last yeah. match, I ended up getting my arm broken in an arm bar because I didn't tap. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Too much yeah. pride. You got any injuries from those days? No, nothing. Uh, nothing major. Um, just muscle tweaks and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. sorry, my trying to get my kids out of here. <laughs> um, I've got I've, I, just a few muscle strains and stuff. Um, if you want to bring the kid on, it's fine. Me. She can yeah. sit on your lap or he. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just, uh, and, and so I, I'm trying to think if there's anything, you know, I kind of hurt my knee a little bit, uh, but it, it healed up pretty quick. I actually kind of used the powerlifting to heal, you know, to train my knee back to shape, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I kind of can't wait to get back into it, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what, what powerlifting has done is, is really it train you. you you learn how to train yeah. uh, like I would never have done before. You know, 100%. I've learned a lot of things with street training that, that I want to incorporate back when I go back to doing that. 100% just periodizing, like periodizing your, your training and, and yeah. like the output and like how serious, like powerlifting has gotten so competitive. I don't got to tell you, being an IPF world champion, you, you have to take it to such a, a whole nother level. Um, yeah. I mean, if you go back to another sport now, I mean, the way you approach it is going to be so different. And yeah. um, if you enter into the tournament now, everybody's going to know who you are. As soon as they find out, yeah, that's the world the champion that's, powerlifter. That, that's the thing that kind of sucks about it, you know. It's you like, can't I'm fly under radar. Right? <laughs> I'm hoping that I can, but I don't know that that's going to happen now. <laughs> It'll be pretty hard, man. But on the flip side, someone it's grappling. So as soon as they lock up with you, you're like, holy smokes, man, this dude's yeah. a little bit strong. He's got a background. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's definitely an advantage, man. That's, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, I need to learn how to do some, uh, I mean, I've kind of learned how to grind, I guess, doing this. So I kind of needed to, to uh, I want to go back and apply it to that, you know. Would you do gi or that. no gi? Uh, a little bit of gi, but mostly no gi. Um, I, you know, not probably 80% of the time I was no gi. Yeah, same. Um, it's, it's a faster game and it's more, I think gi slows it down, especially for uh, your strengths, which, which is your strength. Um, I yeah. think like if it's no gi, guys can kind of slow it down a little, but you, if you want to explode in on somebody, it'd be scary. You know, you're going to be yeah. way stronger than the guys you're going to be going against. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I kind of like gi. I, I don't, you know, I'm, when I go back to it, I'm going to focus on, on some of the big, you know, the, the, the basics that really, you know, make, that get you the top level yeah. and, and really get good at, at a, few, a few basics. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I spent too much time trying to learn stuff that, that, uh, wasn't really, uh, good for my body type, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I go back, I'm going to, I know what's good for my body type. I'm really going to work on perfecting all that. Yeah. And uh, and getting you know being as strong as I can possibly be, and also being technical. You know? That's another thing that kind of like powerlifting teaches you. I mean, especially with like a, like a sport like a grappling, there's so much shit to learn. Like you can you can like try, you, you there's no way you're gonna cover it all. Whereas powerlifting yeah. really teaches you hit the fundamentals, which is the big three for us, 
And then all the yeah. assistant stuff, it's just assistant stuff. That's the stuff you'll throw on afterwards. So if you, yeah. like, in terms of, like, grappling, for instance, if you hammer in, like, um, we're commonly in certain positions, and you hammer those certain positions, and from there, certain escapes, certain submissions, you just perfect those to a point where, like, you have those in your toolbox. The rest yeah. is, you know, you if you that's that's kind of like what they say is the guys at the top, they know a certain set of moves and they know how to force you into their to fight their game. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. instead of trying to cover it all. And this is actually turning into a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu podcast. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> guys watching, like, what the shit are we watching right now, man? These guys, you got a bunch of powerlifters talking about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Do you um do you watch UFC? Uh, yeah, I, I I used to a lot more than what I do now. Now I watch, you know, uh, I mean, I watch a little bit, but, you know, I kind of, uh, you know, I used to spend way too much time watching all that stuff. Now, <laughs> I'm, now I'm watching, I watch powerlifting more than anything now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're a fan of the sport too, right? Who do, you, who do you watch in powerlifting? Like, is there people you look out for to watch? Uh, people I look up to is that what you say? No, look out for. Like, is there people you specifically watch in powerlifting? Yeah, who are the guys you like to watch perform? Oh, um, you know, whoever's mostly people in my weight class and whoever's just competitive with me. Um, I, I don't only watch the IPF. I watch people outside the IPF yeah. uh, that are in my weight class, and it, you know, I I look for challenges uh, to to keep going. You know, because I know there's going to be somebody that, that's in the IPF that's going to pop up that's going to be, you know, as good as I am. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's how I, I stay competitive. I just try to, I try to stay ahead of everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you it's, know. You, speaking of ahead, outside the IPF, um, did you you got invited to the U.S. Open, right? And you were contemplating going, no? Yeah, yeah, I was in, I was contemplating on going. Um, I just dropped out because. Uh, um, some things come up for the for the IPF Worlds that uh, um, I wanted to take advantage of, and mm -hmm. so I decided to come back and do that again. Because you so, can't do both. No, you can't do both. Uh, they're both international. Or the U.S. Open is an international meet, so it's um, uh, and I think there's some band lifters in it as well. Yeah. Or there were there were on the roster initially, so um, so yeah, it would, it would deem me ineligible, I guess, for the IPF. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're going in for the U.S. Open, possibly because there's forty thousand dollars on the line, that's a tough decision to make, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I kind of weighed out my options and looked to see where I I might end up if everybody else had a perfect day. Yeah. Um, and it just wasn't really worth it. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, it wasn't. You know, there's some there's some guys that are in there that are that are probably. Um, you know, it's it's based on wills. The, the winnings are based on wills. So you got to yeah. have the highest wills, um, and the pay drops off significantly when you you know from first to second, and then from yes. second to third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so at, at, at that point, it's really not not as worth it, you know. Yeah, and there's factors too. Like if you're not used to using knee wraps as well, um, I mean yeah. that can be big. Some dudes get. 80 pounds or, or more, depending on, like, obviously, it's a sliding scale. If you're squatting a lot more, then it'll go up percentage-wise. But other dudes, they put on knee wraps, and they get, like, very little because they're just not used to it. And if you're not getting yeah. much, and so if all things being equal, you pop on knee wraps, that could be a deciding factor right there, right, if that's what the guy trains in all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I actually learned in knee wraps when I first started powerlifting, and I got – I mean, I was kind of – they were natural for me. I was good at them from the from the start. Uh, a lot of people struggle with them, 
Um, now I, I don't hardly ever wear them, so I, I don't know. You know, and I'm getting to weights. I, I've surpassed um, what I ever did in knee wraps. You know, yeah, I yeah. used to be able to get about 70 pounds out of them. Um, you know, I'm squatting upwards of, you know, I'm looking at 900 pounds now, and I don't know. You know, if I put knee wraps, nine, would 970 be there? I don't know. Yeah, That's a yeah, lot, yeah. It's yeah. just mentally prepare for. What's uh, what's with, I don't know. What's with the barefoot training? Why do you? I see you do a lot of squatting barefoot. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Caveman style. Uh, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no scientific reason behind it. Outside. Laundry day. <laughs> just a laundry day. Just a laundry day. Yeah. And that's it. Just, well, it's just usually I'm just too lazy to put shoes on. So I don't know. There's that too. Yeah. <laughs> do you? Could you do most of your training at home? I do most of it at home, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm starting to kind of trickle to the gym a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I've been hitting a lot more accessory work in the last couple of months, so, mm-hmm. um, and I find it's kind of helping me. So I've been kind of getting more to the gym where there's more equipment, and uh, uh, I can do some uh, basically bodybuilding work. In terms of weight training at the at, at home, though, so do you train mostly alone then? Yeah, most of the time. Well, most of the time at home, um, on my heavy squat day, I usually have my brother with me. Okay. That's usually the guy you see in the videos um, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I'm squatting. I thought maybe you got one of your kids in there to spot you or That's something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. So, uh, so you do mostly, if, you, if you're at home, and then do you find, like, in terms of intensity levels and stuff like that, like, is it harder doing it with nobody else around some of those days? Like, no, how, actually, how intense to, do you to, get? No, to me, it's actually easier to do it when I'm alone. Um, when people are watching me at a gym, it kind of distracts me a mm-hmm. little bit. So it's, you know, unless they're specifically there to see me lift, it's mm-hmm. kind of a distraction to have to go to a gym and lift heavy with other people around that are just kind of doing their own thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, I, you know, I really get more, it's, you know, uh, I get more into the lift when I lift at home. So mm-hmm. uh, I usually, you know, that's why I do it at home a lot. And, and do you get yourself whipped up into it, or you just go through business like the Terminator and do it? Like, are you one of those emotional? No, I have to. No, no, I have to get into it. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it doesn't look like in the video, but yeah, it's, I'm definitely psyched up to do the lift. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a big, it's a big maximal attempt or something. Yeah, because you are or max triple. You are calm, cool, collected. Like it looks like it, anyways, on the surface. You got to have it. It looks. Yeah, it, it looks like it, and, and it's funny you mention that because it, you know. Um, when I was uh, talking to Matt and Susie about it, uh, you know, like when I go up to the platform, I look all calm and, calm and collected, but I'm not. I'm anything but that, you know. Really? I'm, it's, I'm, it's... I'm really scared to death. I mean, I really am. <laughs> so you got that kind of weight on the back that you have. Like you're going to be pushing yeah. around 900 yeah. pounds. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah I mean, it really is a, you know, it's, <clears throat> you know, it's intimidating when you're walking up there and, and, you know, and you see all that weight, and you, you know, it's, a lot of times it's something I've never done before. So it, yeah, yeah. How but, close? But also, I'm in front of people doing it, so it's even more nerve wracking. I was gonna say, is it, is it the weight, or is it just being out in front of everyone that gets nerve wracking? It, it's both. I mean, really, it's kind of both. You, you're saying that it's it's gonna be weight that you hadn't done before. What is your like in terms some your ideas in terms of how heavy will you go in training leading up to it? Because some guys. They almost, you see them do heavy singles and they almost do what they're going to do on the platform or like how close do you get? 
in terms of pushing. I, I usually, I, it's usually, I'm usually doing a, a heavy double or triple, uh, or you know, sometimes fives, like a heavy set of five. If if I'm doing um, a single, it's usually because I was just, I just didn't have it that day to do a double or a mm -hmm. triple. Mm -hmm. um, you know, usually I, if I'm at home alone and there's nobody spotting me, and sometimes I won't, you know, I won't uh, try to do a second rep or something. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, I did 825 at home about a month ago, and and uh, I, I wanted to see if I could do it for at least a double, mm -hmm. uh, well, and I was by myself. I might have been able to pull it off, but then when I went to SSPT and did 826 for triple, actually, that, that was my second set. I did yeah. a first set for double, and then... And then I did it again for a triple. So, yeah, we shared that. With and you. I, I had people there to spot me and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you get a little braver when you got a spot. Sometimes, yeah, right? I'm not. If I fail, I know someone's got it. So yeah. So how close to um, do you do RPE yeah. system or do you do percentage based? I, I kind of am more of an RPE. Um, I, I kind of do more of that. I've kind of always done that. I didn't really know there was a term for it before it was invented, but yeah. that's that's what I've kind of always done. And, um, and how much do you rev that engine? Like, how close to failure do you go? Do you ever go, all right, I probably couldn't have, like, for, for instance, that 825 triple, how many more reps in the tank do you think you had? Or do, were you Well, if the, if, if the bar wasn't so whippy, um, I had probably at least another one. Yeah. Um, but I, it was just so shaky, and, I, and I'd never had that problem before because mm -hmm. I've been training, I'd been training on a 55-pound bar, and I got used to that, and when yeah. I got to this, to the Lico bar, it, it, uh, it, it kind of got me, you know, um, but if I had had the 55 pound bar, for instance, I probably could have done another. And if I had done another set before that, um, I might've been able to do five. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the first two were really easy. The second one, it was easy, but it was shaking real bad again. And then I, I, I had to kind of slow down to come up and, you know, make sure I wasn't going to fall over or something. You don't want to tempo 825. <laughs> no, it's tough. yeah, it's hard enough where you're like, all right, and one, two, three, all the way up. That's hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you regularly like two reps in the tank, or what, what's usually your RPE range? I usually do. Do you like how often do you rep that engine? Uh, probably, you know, it just depends. Um, I try to go for about a nine on a heavy day. Mm. Um, on my squat, for instance. Deadlift is a little different, um, and, and bench is a lot different. Bench, I usually go for a 10. Um, yeah. My deadlifts, I usually kind of go for a 10 because I, 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 it's a little bit more unpredictable as to where I'll be. Mm -hmm. um, but my squat, I usually try to go for a 9. Um, I, it's usually a little more predictable as to where I'm going to be on that um, on the squat. So, so how often, because that's, like, that's right to the line. Like You rev right to the line so you don't have any more. How often do you bring it like that, like on a weekly basis? No, not on a weekly basis. You know, probably two weeks in a row, and then I'll take a couple of weeks where I'm going lighter. And then, you know, and then I'll do two weeks of a five and a three, and then, you know, and two weeks of lighter stuff. That that's kind of how it's kind of fallen. Uh, I didn't really do that on purpose. I just it just kind of ends up that way. Do you write all your Do you write all your own programs? I I do. Um, I or I have up to this point. You know, I'm kind of reaching out to some people to basically get some other ideas. Um, you know, I, I can't say I'm getting bored, so to speak, with my training. I just, I'm kind of looking for other, you know, get to a point now where I'm kind of looking for other uh, other ideas and mm -hmm. reach out to other big big name coaches in the sport, you know. Um, it's, it's tough when the only thing would be like, 
When you literally got the second highest Wilkes in the war in the world, let alone in your weight class, you're the best. It's kind of scary to be like, that's very interesting. To take someone else yeah. on when you've already had that level of success with what you're doing, right? And I know that it, it, yeah, they say it, you got to adapt or else you fall behind, but damn, that's a big risk, right? Yeah. Well, and yeah, and, and th that's kind of why I'm looking or reaching out to other people just for, you know, just for other ideas because I, I want to I, I, I wanna get to a 600 Wilkes, you know, and... and uh, I won't ever out total Ray Williams, but I, at least not in the near future. But I would like to out Wilkes him. <laughs> well, you did. You already did. At least yeah. Wilkes. But I, he's he's got a he's got the when he did the Arnold, he's got a like a five ninety three. So I'm I'm really just trying to. That, that, that's my next goal is to isn't try that out Wilkes. Freaking ridiculous, man! Five ninety three. Like that's yeah. insane, man. Bra. Not even knee wraps. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. The, the, the and what's what's your current what's your current Wilkes right now? What's your highest? Uh, it's like a five sixty something, five sixty six or something like that. Jesus. Um, I was wanting to do that at Raw Nationals, but I but I had messed up my deadlift training and, and my shoulder was kind of injured. Mm -hmm. So my bench was it was up from Worlds, but my body weight was up too. So um, who are some of these? Uh, um, I'm sure you got people who are watching ears perk up. Who are some of these coaches that you that you're considering? Um, well, so the three, the three, the three coaches that I kind of look at are uh, Bryce Lewis um, and uh, Mike Tashier and uh, Chad Wesley Smith. Those are the three I kind of, you know, I'm, <clears throat> um, I've reached out to, to Mike and Chad, and I, I've actually done so a little bit of deadlift training with Bryce Lewis. Mm. Um, those three guys are, you know, they're uh, they're the three that I know of that are. You know they have big names in the in the industry with the coaching, with the powerlifting coaching. They're also they've all been, or, or at least two of them have been uh, IPF uh, world record holders at some point in their career. Mm. Um, Chad's been a big name. He's not in the IPF, but he's been a big name in powerlifting in general. And, yeah, absolutely. He's trained, yeah. yeah, and he's trained a lot of people. And so um, those are the three I can think of. You know, you ever think of Joey Flex? I, I haven't. Well, just you know, outside of not not really. He I don't know that he's been doing it as long as, as those guys. Maybe not. He he's, has, younger. I haven't thought about he's younger. He's younger for sure. Yeah. yeah. He's more new generation of those guys yeah. though. Who um so you you're gonna just gonna sit back and kind of weigh your options and see what they're saying or when do you think you'll you'll just make a decision on that? Because I'm sure all three of those dudes would be crazy not to take you. It, taking on an yeah. IPF World Champion is just another check mark. Like if you win, here's the thing, like. Almost anyone can take you and then on their resume be like, I got an IPF world champion. Because you're, I don't want to say a shoe win, but you got to be a favorite to win another IPF world record. Yeah. Gold well, here's the deal. I'm going to use all three of them at some point. So, I mean, it's it's just a matter of which order, you know, which order. I've reached out to all of them. Um, you know, they, uh, I don't know that they know that I've reached out to each other. I'm sure that once they listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, it, but the thing of it is, is I respect all of them. So it's, that's, that's kind of why, I mean, I, you know, I, they're, they're guys that I've, I've seen their results and, and they're, I respect them as people too. Yeah, so, so that's one, an, another reason. So you said you're going to use all three. Are you going to use all three, like test run eight at each time and see which one you get better results with? Maybe. No, not I mean, I don't know that I'm going to, I don't know how to, you know, I don't know if I'm going to follow everything word for word on, yeah. on, on the yeah. programming but but 
there's stuff that they know that they're gonna know that I may not. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think gonna be, Expose um, yourself to some new ideas, anyways. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I want to do. You know, <clears throat> um, you know, I mean, that's what they do for a living. So it's, yeah. you know, and it's not what I do for a living. So it's got to. There's, you know, I know there's things there that um, from all those guys that um, I, I've already done some of Bryce's deadlift training um, when I was doing sumo. I'm, I'm moving over over to conventional now. But um, <clears throat> why are you making that switch, by the way? <laughs> um, I find out that it's kind of helping my squat out um, even more. So uh, my lower back's a lot stronger now, mm -hmm. um, and I just seem to <clears throat> I get more carryover on my squat with it. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm about the same. I'm actually getting a lot stronger uh, with it on on with doing conventional. My conventional is actually surpassing my sumo deadlift now. So. That's another reason. So, right. How did you outside of, outside of grip? My grip's still a little bit of an issue on it, but uh, I usually pretty able to dial that in. I seen uh, I seen you do some work with a guy from Squat University. You, you did some stuff with him for squatting and mobility and stuff like that. He wrote those. Yeah. Squat, yeah. How was that? Well, they, I I never, I never worked with them before. I didn't even know who they were. They they uh, they used one of my videos one day, and I. I just got a notification that they did on my. Oh no Instagram. shit! I thought you had done some work with them. No, I didn't even know who they were. Oh no shit! Oh, they're they're pretty good. They're yeah. pretty knowledgeable guys. Yeah, like they just yeah. like the hell. Out I didn't of I didn't even know what they were. I didn't have a clue um, before that, and they used it, and I just and then I kind of started looking at their page, and uh, they have a lot of information on there. It's yeah. a, it's interesting. You get caught up on that a little bit. Not to give not, them a show note or like, you know, whatever I'm saying here, but I just, I follow that some of the stuff and it's, it's interesting. Cause they're not just powerlifting. They're also like, they're multi, every, every sports squats. Yeah. So, um, yeah. like Olympic lifting to like, if you're a, a football player, like you, you're squatting. Mobility. It's a yeah, bunch of different so stuff. They really hammer and cover the bases. I'm um, going into the IPF roles. We briefly mentioned it. Um, who are the guys that you got to watch out for? Who's the, is there, is there anybody pushing you? In the 120s right now? Oh, we froze up. I don't know, D Dennis, we froze up on our end. I'm not sure if you... There you go. Oh, there you go. Okay, you're back. Yeah, you're back now. Okay. Is there anybody that's pushing you in the 120s going into the IPF Worlds? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mohammed is. Um, he's he's the, you know, probably the, the biggest guy pushing that's me right now. That's who you took the title from, right? That's, he was the yeah. champion before you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the other big name is, uh, you know, he's not in the IPF anymore. As a matter of fact, he's doing the U.S. Open, but uh, Ifon Smith was another one that, uh, oh, that was yeah, really pushing yeah. me. I, I kind of wish he'd come back to the, you know, uh, I, I'd like to go, go up against him again. And uh, um, right now, Muhammad is... Um, mm -hmm. That he's I know a, of. He's a Unless there's somebody else. <laughs> there, there's, there always could be, too. Like with yeah. powerlifting, that's never more true in any sport. Some dude who's a football player, smashing weights, nobody knows about. It's like, I think I might try powerlifting. And people just come out of nowhere. But um, I think yeah. Muhammad uh, Bawafi, and I might be butchering his last name, he's in, a, he's in his 40s, so he's a master, right? Yeah, he is now, yeah. So more than likely... I think he turned 40 last year. Did he? Okay. Because I think um, at the IPF Worlds... I remember. I think he broke an M1 record last year, so mm -hmm. he's uh. So I, you got to think you'll probably be outpacing him in terms of progress. Although it's powerlifting, who the flip knows? We got 43 yeah. olds hitting their peak. But uh, how old are you? I'm 36 right now. I'll be I'll be 37 in June. 
Um, he's uh, there's another guy, uh, Aunt, uh, Tony Harris, yeah. that uh, he just broke the squat world record. Um, I don't know where his total was. I think he told around 19 something. Um, but uh, um, I'm going to be looking to try to get my squat record back to as well. <laughs> he broke it by he chipped it. He chipped it by a pound. So yeah, um, okay, that's doable. That's doable. So what's the record at yeah. now? Uh, 834, 834. even I think. Dang, Mine was 833. But you're doing now. You're doing 825 for reps. So this yeah, be, I'm yeah. a little heavier. You know, I'm a, I'm, I, I walk around a little heavier. I'm about 277 somewhere around there. So right you do now. cut. You um, cut a little bit of weight then. Yeah, I'll cut a little bit of weight. Um, but I, you know, <clears throat> when I I cut 12 pounds leading into Worlds uh, last year, or so and, and I didn't lose that much strength. I lost a little bit out of my squad. I mean. Uh, but I, it was also a, a personal record for me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, even even at two sixty five. So I mean, I, I think you know, I, I'd like to hit four hundred kilos at, at Worlds. You know, if not, you know, um, if I could go in heavy, which I can, I'd, I'd try nine hundred. But, yeah. but what I'd like to do is try four hundred kilos. To be um, the first man in one twenty hit eight or uh, well eight eighty, which would be four hundred kilos. That'd be a hell of a because whenever you're first. Right, everybody wants to be the first, just like Ray Lewis with the thousand pound squat. One thousand. Everybody like afterwards, as soon as the first guy does it, afterwards, you know, like three, four guys end up doing it. But when you're first, everybody remembers that. So even yeah. though like nine hundred is that nice round number in a global sense, uh, most of the world goes by is. yeah, it, because everyone yeah. goes by kilos. So if you're the first, that'd be huge. Yeah, I'm that's cold, you know that's what I'm hoping for for sure. That's probably more of a sure bet for sure. And I'm going to be calling uh, the IPF Worlds commentating again, so I'll be looking out yeah. for that. But uh, after I remember last year, um, so I called your uh, IPF Worlds when you won the 120 kilo class. And um, you just got this feeling, man, when you won it, that like it was like a new era. I was like, oh, welcome to the Dennis Cornelius era. <laughs> yeah, because, I remember that. I, I didn't know that until I saw the video. <laughs> that's Yeah, well, it just felt like because... Muhammad is now in, in, in his Masters. He was the former champ, and I mean, the guy's he's a phenom as well. Can't take anything away from him, but it felt like a passing of the torch moment a little bit. Yeah. You know, like you're younger, especially I think um, the bigger the weight class, when you like your age kind of goes up the window a little bit, doesn't super matter. I mean, 36, 37, you could go for another five, six into your early 40s and carry this. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, by no means slow it down. But um, is there anybody that you're kind of watching who's maybe a, a younger that you, you're keeping an eye on? He's not no, there not, yet, but he's coming? Not, not outside of him. I, I can't think of anybody, you know. Um, um, you know, there's, <clears throat> there's a couple of guys in the, in our, in the States that, that could potentially be, you know, close, but they're, but they're not in the IPF. Yeah. I mean, they, they like I said, Haifon's one. Perry Ellis is another one. Uh, Tony Harris, he's one, on the, at least in the squad. Now, it's totally, his bench is a little bit lower. But, uh, mm -hmm. um, but I mean, Perry, you know, if Perry would have done the IPF, he would have been been really good. Um, what federation is uh, he in now? He, he, does, he does the USAPL, and he also does the USPA. Ah, so he'll do both, but he can't go international. Basically. Yeah, he can't go international with the IPF because because he's doing he was doing the uh, U.S. Open. I don't know if he is now or not, though. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. uh, but also know he Matt Somers another 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 guy that's yeah. uh, gotten started. Oh really good. yeah, yeah. You know what? 
And he's a young, he's young. How old is he? Is he like 21, 22? Yeah, he's, he's really young. He's super young, man. Like, he's a kid. I yeah. remember him way the hell back in the day, uh, like 2012 in a competition in the U.S. And mm -hmm. he was like a teenager squatting in the 700s. Like, he's, a, he's freakishly strong. And he's, yeah. how much does he weigh right now, though? I feel like you're a lot bigger. He lost a lot of weight. No, I think he trimmed up. Yeah, he, he's, like, he's down to two. I, I want to say he's cut, he's trying to cut to 242. I think so. Uh, yeah, I, you know, and then, and then I don't know if he's going to try to make a debut at two thirty one. He would, he would be very dangerous at two thirty one. Can you imagine that? Because he, like, yeah. his squat, he squats in the eight hundreds. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he was the he youngest. He deadlifts eight hundred too. And he deadlifts in the eight hundreds, and I think he's the youngest guy to squat in the eight hundreds. Like he was, he's one of the next generation guys, young as hell. But at yeah. a certain, so I think you could cut a certain amount of weight, not experience a crazy amount of strength loss. But there is a tipping point. There is a point where, like, yeah. you get too greedy, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I think he might be a stitch too small for you at this point. But here's the thing with powerlifting. You know you said um, within five years you're the IPF world champion and now number two in the world regardless of weight class. And that's five years. That's, that's pretty right, – well, actually, it's five years now. Last summer, whatever, four and a half years. So we could – there could be somebody who just started within the last year or two we don't, we're mm. totally under our radar. We're not even thinking about And in yeah. a year or two, he's, he's, he's neck and neck with you. And that's yeah. how crazy it is with powerlifting. Well, there's several guys, you know, there's several guys that are not in the IPF that are just neck and neck with me. There's one guy that's, uh, he's right there. He's going to try to take it. Uh, he, he's not in the IPF, but. Uh, um, is, he, is he in the attested or untested, though? He's, the, he's untested. Okay. Well, that does, that's kind of yeah. different, though. Because yeah. that's, you know. I know. I, I still kind of use that as a, you know, I, I still try to use it to stay as competitive as I can, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now I'm using Ray. I'm using Ray as kind of as not a stepping, Ray is not a stepping stone guy. But he, <laughs> no, he's sir. the guy. He, that's a big stone, sir. That's a big stone, yeah, sir. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, a large, large stone. 400 pound yeah. stone. <laughs> it's a boulder. It's a boulder, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, but yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm looking at Ray now. It's you know, that's my competition now, as far as is in my mind, I guess. Yeah. Um, to, not not the total. I mean, you know, he's 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 some distance away on the total, but but the Wilkes is is kind of you know, it's doable. Kind of a battle now. Yeah, it's it is doable. And I know exactly what I have to hit to to get there too. So. And on the on the right day, um, regardless, like like the last world, you still out Wilkes them. Like on the right day, you'll take it too. I mean, that's, you guys are yeah. close enough. Good day, bad day, things happen. So you're saying yeah. you got a game plan on where you think you could hit the Wilkes you want to hit, and the Wilkes you want to hit is 600. Because if it if it was a race to like, here's the thing, okay? Everyone loves the heavyweights because they have the big sexy numbers like a thousand pound squat, mm -hmm. first thousand yeah. pound squat, etc. They have those big numbers. But the first guy to hit a 600 Wilkes, the first man to hit a 600 Wilkes, regardless of weight class, will always be remembered as an all-time great. And we all know this. That's, almost, that's probably going to be up there with 1,000 pounds. Yeah. Do you think that's the race you want to try to beat Ray to? No, that's not, not, not really that. Um, there, there's, been guy, there's been one or two guys on outside the IPF that's done it. Um, I, I know what you mean. They're not, they're not tested again, yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, um, right now, really, the 400 kilo squat is, is kind That's of huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that that's I'm looking more at that. Um, I'm just looking to to beat the to win the Wilkes. Uh, you know, six hundred. Yeah, I want to get to, but right now, you know, if five ninety four wins it, I don't care. That's, that's yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going back pissed off. <laughs> be like only four ninety four. I'm a bum. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, dude, I'd be ecstatic. You know. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of the goal now. <laughs> gotcha. So what numbers do you think you need to hit to make that happen? Uh, I have to go back and look. I have to go back and look at my spreadsheet, but uh, um, I want to say an eight eighty one squat, maybe a nine oh four, um, a five seventy eight bench press, and a right around an eight hundred dead. I'd have to go back and look and see if that's the actual number. Have you dead eight? So have you dead eight hundred before? I've done it in training. Yeah, um, I've done seven ninety five and uh, in competition, but it's with a deadlift bar. It's never been with a with a stiff bar. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've done, uh, right now, you know, if I can hold on to the, to the Elico bar I, right now, I'm probably around a 780, 782, 788, probably somewhere around there right now. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get to that 800 pound, you know, that my deadlift has always been kind of my weakest lift. Why do you think so, that is? Why just levers? Yeah, I think that, I think that's what it is. It seems like, you know, it seems like everybody always has one lift that kind of that kind of yeah. lags behind the other two, yeah. and definitely my squat my squats you know way up there. My bench is is way up there, it's, it, and my deadlift is it's not world record, so it's it's obvious that it's you know. Um, the tough, there's a guy. That, it's funny hearing someone say with a 780 pound deadlift that's their lag. Yeah, that's the lag. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I'd like to have that 822. That's the world record. 821 is the world record right now. I'd like to have the. You know what? That's that's by no means like percentage-wise, it's not far off. It's not a crazy percentage yeah. jump right there. That's like one attempt away. Well, with one of those coaches that you picked, if one of them, I'm sure, might be able to help you out with some of that to gain a little bit on. Yeah. Well, Bryce yeah, is an 800-pound lifter, and he's yeah. a deadlifter. Bryce Lewis is, and Mike Teixeira. Mike Teixeira's done 860 or so before. I mean, Ooh, raw? you know, Mike Teixeira. Yeah, raw, though? Not classic. Was it classic he did that? Uh, he did, uh, yeah, he, I've seen him deadlift eight, uh, okay. 860 before, Holy or 859. Sorry. I don't know where it was or when it was or what comp federation or anything, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know he's... I'm almost positive he's deadlifted that before. Yeah. I know he's deadlifted 843 with Lico Bar. I do know that for sure. Yeah. I think it might have been a 275. The thing with the with the deadlift, because um, you could pull X amount in in the in the gym, but because you do it at the very end of the day in a powerlifting competition, yeah. it's the biggest variable. Like if you have a huge fight in the squat, which if you're pushing it, you know you're probably gonna have a good scrap in the squat. By the time you get to the deadlift, I have so many people who are like. I'm disappointed when I pulled in competition because in the gym I pulled X amount. It's like, yeah, but in the gym you showed up that day and you just worked up to a one rep max. Only deadlift. A freaking yeah. powerlifting competition, like with how hype you got to get for every lift, four hours straight, and then you pull, and you might have cut weight on top of that. It's like, it's it's a total crapshoot, man. Yeah. It's by far yeah, it's, very hard. Yeah, I learned that very early on. Um, I know that, you know, I know if I'm pulling 745 for a, um, a double or triple in the gym, I know that, you know, I'm looking at maybe a second attempt on that, yeah. you know, in, in the, um, 
So. Well, the other thing is too, your your two best lifts are your bench and squat. You're probably going to put it so you scrap like you're going to scrap in those. Like yeah, if you're, you're going to put up a fight that day, you're going to make sure it's going to be in those two. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So how? So in terms of your training blocks, you say you do it two weeks. Two weeks. Is that how you cycle it? Like in terms. Um, of it just kind of like I'm kind of hold on just a second. Yeah, yeah, sure. I hear this little kid just singing in the background there. Uh, his secretary. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm kind. You know, I've tried. I started off training. I do the five three one. Um, when I when I first started powerlifting, that's kind of what I did. And there's always been some kind of uh, variation of that up even now. Um, I've done, uh, you, you know, now the weights are getting so heavy that I can't really do that anymore. I have to, you know, I've had to change that. So I wind up doing a, a deload week and then kind of a light, a lightish lead-in week, you know, and then I and then I can do a heavy set of five and then a heavy triple mm -hmm. the week after that. I mean, and, and then after that, I'm kind of just, I can't really, I have to take another deload week. Oh, so you, you do like almost three-week segments and just kind of cycle it like steps closer and closer yeah. and closer. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I've traditionally done it, mm -hmm. and it's always been, it's always worked for me pretty well. Um, How many days a week do you train? Uh, right now, uh, six six days no kidding. so and that, so one day is really a cardio day I, i'll run sprints or um, do some kind of agility drill or something like that on on saturday mm -hmm. so the other days are the other five days are uh, actual lifting weights and do you deadlift one day a week squat the other two and then bench three type deal no i bench twice uh squat twice and deadlift twice well you twice, twice. do you go heavy on both dead days no, I, I go light one day and heavy the other day. Um, I just recently started kind of doing that, um, started doing a lot of repetitions on the deadlift, and that's one reason why it's been climbing pretty well here lately. You um, found volume's, volume's been a, yeah. a good booster? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. How much back? I didn't. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I didn't do that leading up to nationals. I kind of ignored my deadlift. Um, I was just doing heavy singles all the time. Mm -hmm. and so when I got to nationals, it just really, it really bit me. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, I missed an attempt, my last attempt, because of it. It was just so, my, it was just so weak. I could tell I just hadn't worked it right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you made notes. What's uh, what's probably in terms? So you've been powerlifting five years now. What do you think was uh, the most memorable thing that you've seen? Not even necessarily just for yourself. But what was the most memorable moment you've had in terms of powerlifting? That I've had? Yeah, um, or seen, been a part of, even if you were there and something happened. Um, as far as my performance, I guess, would be probably uh, uh, Worlds. Um, you know, just the first time on, on a stage that's big, that was washed, that was that big, you know. Mm -hmm. um, um, the Raw Nationals of 2015 was a big one. Uh, I, I mean, I, I have several. There's nothing that really stands out that's just the one thing. Um, I remember when I was deadlifting low 700s, I did a local meet deadlift at 760 for the first time because somebody suggested it. And I was like, I was ecstatic. I mean, I'd never thought I'd ever be able to do that. You know? yeah. That was early career. So your deadlift but, uh, has always been kind of in the late 700s? In the in my deadlift, yeah, yeah, it, it has. It's actually been kind of stagnant. That's why I've been trying to change it up. 
mm-hmm. doing doing conventionals now because it has been stagnant for a couple of years, few years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if you unlock that, man, you push that thing. I mean, your squat and bench are high. That thing moves yeah. for you. The sky's the limit. Yeah, that's you know that's what I'm kind of looking for. I'm looking. Yeah, I'd like to get to to a load. I mean, I'd like to get to a mid eight hundred dead. I know that an eight hundred deadlift would be there. I just mm-hmm. got to find it and and you know. Um, but I've I've had I've had plateaus like this for on other lists before. My bench was plateaued. I remember it being plateaued at five hundred for for two or three years before I finally got it fixed it and. Now I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at 600 now. You know, so what did you um, do to shake up these, what do you do to shake up these plateaus? Because everybody goes through those moments where you're like, dang, man, this hasn't moved for me. Well, what are yeah. some of the things you've done to shake these up, do you find? Just either technique, there's been a combination of things, uh, depending on what the lift is, but uh, technique change, um, accessory work, um, additions or taking them out. Um, mm-hmm. um but uh, a lot of it's, you know, my bench has been really a technique change. Um, squats been just whatever I added for accessories. Deadlift, um, I'm hoping a technique change and some, and some, uh, uh, you know, some accessories that's gotten me yeah. past some of the. Um, I've hit rep PRs uh, in the last couple of months in the gym. Yeah, um, so if that translates. Right? Yeah, if it translates, and it, and it you know. Uh, I, I deadlifted 766 at, at, at conventional. That's the first time I'd ever done that conventional, and it was easy. I just the problem is my grip wasn't quite there, mm-hmm. and and but I was I know how to fix it. I just hadn't been training on the right bars, and, and uh, um, so when I go when I start training on the Ohio Power Bar again, um, it, that'll fix that. That'll work itself out. But um, so I mean I, I'm really hopeful that I can get a close to an 800 dead at Worlds. Mm-hmm. And try to try to move it up from there. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that'd be that'd be good. I'd like you know the other thing too is I'd like to shoot for a deadlift gold. Um, last year, I, I, I it was surprising that I got silver. I had no idea that that, that I was even going to get silver until. Oh really? Um, you thought yeah, you were no lower? Huh? You thought you were lower down in the rankings? Yeah, I thought I wasn't even ranked at all because there was two or three guys that were going after me yeah yeah so i so i had no idea and then i guess tony cliff and and uh um the canadian guy adrian no what's the other guy i should know this 120 eric well eric willis was yeah, like, eric willis, was eric eric willis, willis? Yes. yeah 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 both of those guys missed their last attempt so that and i had i didn't know that yeah and so that gave me um they, I think they got like a 760, and I got a 766, so I got the Woo. gold. Or the, I'm sorry, Smoked silver. Them. Smoked them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah Eric, Eric, Eric Willis. Eric Willis can pull them, because I think uh, he's from Canada, and we're from Canada. He's got the Canadian national record, so he has pulled um, around like around there in the 1765 type range. But uh, yeah, man, on any given day, especially when you push it so hard in the squats and bench, anything could happen, right? Yeah, 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 and and so I was surprised that to get silver last year. So you want a clean so, sweep if possible. Yeah, yeah. A total I wanted, domination. I a, that would be that would be a kind of a big deal to get all goals, you know. But I would uh, say so, and diminishing you know. towards everybody else like that. That's going to take down some votes of confidence. Well, you really right there. start pushing and, yeah. and pushing you away from the pack. Have you ever thought of going into the heavyweight class? Yeah, I. I th- 
I actually thought about going this year in the heavyweight class. Because I thought I, I saw some hashtags from you that were suggesting that. Yeah. I, well, I did nationals at heavyweight. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nationals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and, and I was so, wondering if that if you'd still be eligible to go as a one twenty to the worlds, but I guess. Well, I was a I was a uh, um, an alternate, so I don't know how that. You know, I'm not real f sure on how, how all that works, but I, basically, I was selected as a two sixty. Or I'm sorry, a, a one twenty, which is two sixty four. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it. Um, I thought about going as a super heavy because I hate cutting weight. I, I absolutely hate it. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, but then you get kind of hidden behind Ray and Kelly Branton because oh, that, that's the other that's the other person I've been watching is Kelly Branton. I'm trying to total at 120 what he does at super. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that'd be tough. He's, he's strong. <laughs> it is. He is very, very strong. The big uh, thing. But, but we kind of have similar. We kind of have similar lifts. I mean, he, he's. You know, he's, he's 360 pounds. You know, his squat and his bench are bigger than mine, but his deadlift's not quite. I think his deadlift's a little bit below mine. Yeah, it is. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> he's around. He, every now and then, every now and then can make a push towards mid-700s, but it kind of depends. Yeah. That's the thing. He really, it depends how much he pushes that squat and how much that takes mm -hmm. away from his dead. Uh, well, he's yeah. got a lot on that squat, and he puts a lot on his bench right now. Like his he's, bench, pushing, his bench. he's pushing that squat to catch Ray, and his bench, he just keeps pushing because it, it's growing for him. I think it just he, keeps going. He's in the 600s now. Yeah. I think he's got the highest. Yeah. Uh, I think he might have the world yeah. record bench. I'm not sure if he made that official. But uh, the, yeah. the big thing is, like, the allure of being a heavyweight is huge because everyone watches the heavyweights. You're up there with giants like Ray and Kelly and Jason. Yeah. So there's a lure there. You don't have to cut weight. But on the flip side... If you keep cutting, you could cement yourself as the greatest 120 of all time. That's that's the other thing too is, is trying you know I'm I'm really a 120 you know that's really where I need to stay. Um, you know I'm just not that I'm just not that big so um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm walking around 278. You know which is I really, like that sounds huge, but for these guys. You're a little guy. Like, you got 100 yeah. pounds on you or more. Ray's, like got, yeah, Ray's got like 130 on him. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly Brand's probably got 100. Ray's got 130 probably. Yeah. Because um, Ray's with 400-pound mark. It's a valiant effort, no doubt. And everyone loves David and Goliath matches. It's crazy that David is a 280-pound man, we're talking. But it's like everyone loves to see but that. But they keep, they, keep, the they keep pushing. I mean, him, him putting on 20, 30 pounds would be interesting to see, like him at the, just the 300-pound mark. Where, like how, how much weight, how much, let's just say, okay, so you, you've done, let's say you win a bunch of titles at 120. You start getting a little stagnant. No one else has come to push you. You're like, all right, I'm getting a little bored. I'm going to go YOLO in the heavyweight. How big do you think you could get? Or are you always just probably going to be 280 and this is probably as big as you could get? Uh, I could probably get, I mean, you know, with the way that, ever since the world I started really putting on weight, so I could probably get to, um, I could see myself getting to 295, maybe 300. Would you still love you yourself? Know? <laughs> no. It's too big. It's on, no. on my frame, yeah. I don't, you know, I, I think I'm too heavy now. I mean, I don't even like taking my shirt off now. That's there's yeah, also I mean, life. You know what I mean? That's the big thing is like there's also life outside of powerlifting. It's like, God yeah. damn. Like my yeah, squats went up and so is my blood pressure, man. <laughs> like, right? There's yeah. a, a trade-off. And then you're not going into grappling competitions. You're going into sumo wrestling. Yes. Right? <laughs> Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So it kind of depends. Are you going to try to do um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and uh, IPF, like powerlifting at the same time, do you think? Or... No, no. When I'm done, when I'm done, 
I won't do any more grappling until I go until I'm done with powerlifting. Um, when I when I finish that, then then I'll go uh, I'll go into grappling and do that. Mm-hmm. Focus on that. You know, when I get, and I probably won't do it until I'm about forty. You know, I probably do this until I'm forty and see. And then you know, if I'm still gaining, I'll keep doing it. If not, um, I'll go into into grappling and, and do that because at some point I want to want to focus on my health and. Yeah. You know, I'd like to get my weight back down to when I was doing that. I was I was walking around at like two fifty, two forty five, two fifty, mm-hmm. and I felt a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know? How tall are you? I'm five ten. Oh no shit! Oh, that's a you pretty... pack it on because I'm five nine. Yeah, so you you yeah you're a thick guy. Yeah, that um, yeah, and, and and you know I, I mean I've always been a, a little bit bigger anyway. I mean two fifty was what I was walking around. When I was grab and I was in really good shape then. Yeah, know? yeah. Or a lot better than what I am now. Mm-hmm. No kidding. So you thinking around probably around the forty, well, maybe one year as a master. See, the thing is, guys like you, you don't really got to go into the masters. You'll be forty years old, like like Mohammed, and still be able to hang in the open. Like there's almost yeah. no such thing as the master class when you're that when you're that good. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I you know, I remember the first time I squatted. Uh, 600 and i and i remember thinking man i'm, I'm not i don't want to squat any more than 600 i just want to get to there and then and you're done. done and i'm good yeah. i can rest i can rest yeah. i'm good it gets addicting <laughs> though doesn't it but yeah you get it gets addicting and, and you're uh um you know now i'm looking at 900 you know it's like yeah. now i'm not now i want to hit 900 you know and yeah then, so um who and knows? Good at 120. Who, like, it's the thing, too, like, by the time you get to 40, it could be one of those deals where and you'll have people who might be like, look, if, if when you are 40 years old and you're still the best in the world and now you're starting to carve out a legacy where, I mean, 20, 30 years down the road, they'll look back and be like, the Dennis Cornelius era stretched. Like, it was a dynasty. That's yeah. tough to walk away with because even if you go into BJJ or whatever else in life, it's like, am I, I'm not going to be the best in the world. You know, yeah. I'm not going to be like the Michael Jordan of BJJ yeah. where, um, I mean, you're looking at right now, I mean, you're, you're, you're dominating the 120s and possibly for the conceivable future. So it's a tough thing to walk away from. But, but if, you go at, if you go at 40 and you're uncontested, like from now till then, basically uncontested, I could see why you would switch. But if it's a battle, like if you're battling every year to, to win that, you're, it's going to be hard to walk away from because you're going to have that competition you're battling against every or, year. Or, or you just be like, hey, this is a good time to check out. Yeah. That last one was getting close. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, it just depends. It depends on where my health is, you know. Uh, that's true. That's true. When, you get, when you're 40 years old, pushing 300 pounds, 5'10", you might be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I hate my goals. We're actually just talking to TD, uh, the bench-only guy. Huge man, he's four hundred twenty pounds. Yeah, and, um, and uh, like, and that's a really good episode. He's a funny freaking guy. But anyways, um, and he said exactly that, where he's like, I don't want to be four hundred twenty pounds. This is like a whole nother level. You're not even close to that size. But um, he's like, I don't want to be four twenty my whole life. I want to smash a few goals, and then this weight is coming off. You know, because hell, yeah. it's a bigger picture, right? Yeah. Are you? Yeah, like, I mean, that's the deal. You, you see, you see a lot of old men. You don't see a lot of old fat men. No, yeah. man, that's the thing. That's it. That's what we said. There's not a lot, a lot of like 420-pound, 85-year-old men. And are you are you married? Yeah, I'm married, yeah. And you know your wife would be like, yeah, man, you want to get a six-pack, I would be all for it. Right? Yeah, she, you know, at some point, you know, that's the other thing, too, is, she's, you know, 
the, the sleep apnea and the snoring that comes with the, all this weight. Hey, man, I got sleep apnea, man. I'm not even big. I got sleep apnea. I know. It's hard. Yeah, it's just, yeah. So, I mean, it, at some point, man, I, I got to, you know, I can't, be, I, I can't, I don't want to be this big forever, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, see, I, uh, my girlfriend is my nutrition coach. So she cut like 20 pounds off the top for me. And it was almost like it was helping me, but it was also helping her. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, let's put a six-pack on you. All right, well, that's kind of for you as well, isn't it? I think you're more competitive. I, I think you're more competitive as an 83 kilo. I also look better, don't I? Well, that's that's part of it, though, right? But uh, anyway, so looking back, we're kind of talking about looking in the future. If, looking back, how would you like to be remembered when all is said and done? Let's say you you retired. You won the world championship Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and you've done your thing. You're looking back at the powerlifting career. How would you like to be remembered by the powerlifting community? You know, I just, I mean, I really don't know. I guess, you know, I just, I want people to, you know, I don't want to be known as the guy, you know, as, a, as, a, as an asshole or a douchebag or anything like that, you know. Um, just kind of, just a nice guy, you know. Kind of, that's kind of how I want to be remembered. Mm-hmm. Really strong, you know, nice guy that's really strong as hell, I guess, you know. Um, in, in terms of, like, carving out carving out your, uh, you know, your, your legacy, where do you see, do you, do you have, like, what are some of the other goals you want to leave? Besides the immediate goal of a 400 kilo, but is there, like, um, you know, a set number of titles you want to win, et cetera? Or just you just taking it? No, it, it, mainly it's just the total. Uh, that, that's re- right now, that's really, that's all I care about. I want to put it so... What what my goal is right now is to put it so far out of reach in the IPF. That that's another reason why I'm coming back, I and mean, you know I want to come back is I want to. It's hard to get there anyway, mm-hmm. you know. So I want to put it out of reach for for the foreseeable future, yeah. you know. That may you know may may not, but that's what I'd like to do. Yeah, you know, I'd like to total twenty three hundred when it's all said and done. Yeah, yeah, well, okay. And then just push it out there, and then if you hit that, then you can kind of reevaluate. If it's far, if you don't have competition, is that one of the things that keeps you here? Is because you got competition. If it starts slowing down and nobody's in reach, is that when you might check out? You think? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. That may be when I go to super heavyweight until mm-hmm. I until I get to a point where I'm, you know, I start having to worry about my health. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it, you know, I would like to go against Kelly Branton and, and Ray Williams and. And uh, like Martin's Cruz and Jesse, uh, but you know, I'd like to go see how I stack up against them. At least once. At least once. At one least time. once. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at some point, I'd like to do it at least once. Yeah. If I can get my deadlift where, where it needs to be, then yeah, I'd definitely like to do that. You know, everybody be rooting for that underdog like you hear, especially if you had won several world titles at 120 and the hype behind you is big, and then you're like, yeah. you know, make an official announcement. It'd be interesting yeah. to see what happens. It makes your time. It makes showtime. Oh yeah, for sure. That'd be one of the yeah. that'd be one of the biggest ones because that's a heavyweight and the, the underdog. Like that's David and Goliath. Right David there. and Goliath. That's the underdog and a world champion stepping in there. World champion, champion against champion too. Yeah, that's yeah. just a, like it's yeah, world champions and and with him not having to cut weight, carrying a few extra pounds. Hey man, not what cutting. kind of damage is going to happen? Like, not having to cut can yeah. only help as well. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it definitely helps my squat and bench. You know, deadlift. This is kind of you know. Cutting, it doesn't really affect the deadlift at all, but it, it definitely affects the squat and the bench. Mm-hmm. Is there um? It's, sorry, go ahead. Oh, and just the stress of just doing it. 
Yeah. You know, I like to eat all the time. So it's Amen, just, it's man. A, you Amen. know, I like to go to, I like to go to, you know, I work during the day and I like to go to lunch and eat Mexican food, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very true. Um, is there anybody you'd like to thank uh, in terms of sponsors, supporters, et cetera? Yeah, um, yeah, there's, um, you know, my wife helps me a lot, um, <laughs> food prep and stuff like that. Um, and just a lot of general stuff. Um, uh, my sponsors, um, Iron Rebel, they've they've supported me for, um, and it's been it's going on three years now. They, they've stuck with me for a long time now. Um, Iron Rebel is one of them. My uh, Grant Supplements is a new sponsor that, uh, mm -hmm. that picked me up. Um, you see that on the T-shirt there? Yeah. So, well placed, um, sir. Well placed. We got yeah, I mean, they, they support me when when they really, you know, when they really don't have to, you know. So I mean, that that's uh, I'm thankful for that for sure. So um, um, Sounds yeah, good. that's that's about it. so. Listen, we I loved having you on here. Uh, love to have you back again. That's all good for you. And yeah. uh, good luck at the IBF. I, I appreciate World you guys having me on here. No problem, man. And good luck. Uh, I'll see you in Belarus. Yeah, I'll come talk to you, man. I'll just see if I can find you. You'll find me. I won't be hard to find. I'll be in the commentating booth. Okay, see cool. See you later, man. Well, thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. No problem. Have a good one. All right. See, he seems like a nice guy. Eh? I'm shocked. I'm not. So that, that, I'm glad you asked his height. I would assume. Well, you know, we did that. We didn't do that. Um, with TD. With TD. I, I mean, wonder how tall TD is this, now. This is, this is Can't assume. We need to start asking this question because when he says, you're 580 or 285, you're six foot five, not that big a deal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's still a big man. But 5'9". 5'10", sorry. You are a fridge. Yeah, he's a fridge. He's a but I mean, you fridge. see it in the thing. Like, that's why I ask because he's so big around. Like, yeah. he's a barrel with with big arms, He big carries legs. it like... He, he carries does. He carries it well. well. He's a big dude, though. The thing is, you see his legs... He's got like even his calves, like his calves, his ankles, like he's a well, big framed man. It's funny. I see. I see women talking about like it's hard as a woman with thick thighs and and stuff to be able to buy jeans. I couldn't imagine for that yeah, guy. Yeah. Like he's he's absolutely. wearing shorts. You know, yeah, like, I don't think I've ever seen him in pants though. Yeah, like, I think he, I think he's, he's short twenty four seven. Or he's good. He's like he can, he can't just go wear gym Lulus. You know, yeah, what I mean? like yeah. this guy. Fine. That that friction would start a fire. His wife probably just takes bed sheets and wraps them around and those things. Like he's a beast, man. Yeah. yeah, his he really is. But that makes sense of why in his videos, like I mean, when he does a squat and they do a side view. I mean, his legs are like literally tree trunks. And when you see him go down, and that makes sense now. That's why I asked the question how tall he was when he said that. I'm like, that is a big boy. He's he's honestly. Um, there's a lot of runaway, like not a lot of runaway, but there's there's some. Clear leaders in certain classes. Ray, Ray, I think, is a pretty clear leader. Guys like Kelly push him, but Ray's got a pretty good head, yeah. uh, and not just Kelly Jezza. Yeah. Um, but he's got a pretty good head on those guys. But in the 120s, I, I'm telling you, man, Dennis Cornelius is going to be, if there's one dude that I had to put money down to be like, he's going to win, even if he has a bad day, he should win, I would think. Dennis Cornelius. But it's funny what he was talking about. Like, he's he's not, I mean, we watch a lot of lifters, and he's not, you called it, he's not a hyper lifter. We don't see it. What he sees on the inside, he's a, I mean, you see on the outside, he calm, cool, collect. He walks in every day doing it like he's going to work. Yeah. And then, but he's saying he feels it on the inside. Like yeah. The, that, that pressure. And, and that's the, he doesn't even like lifting in front of people, people watching. But you, you don't see it. Like, when he lifts, you do not see, you, no. you don't even see that guy, like, People have faces when they left. That guy has the same face going yeah. in as when he leaves. Like, nothing changes on him. Yeah, He's yeah. a brick.
You'd never play poker with that man. No. Never play poker with that man. Well, you would, you, if you were his coach, it'd be hard to tell if he ever bailed. Like, oh, when yeah, he's yeah. For sure. If watching like, him, like, you'd be I'm like... I'm guessing the RPE, he's like, no. Yeah. He'd be like, you better tell me how that felt, because yeah. they all look the same. <laughs> yeah, they is. all look the same. He's a... I like watching his stuff. Like, I was happy to do this one. It was some of the stuff. And it was funny about the barefoot. I had to ask him, but I thought maybe... He is often barefooted. But it, it, I thought maybe it translated for something, because they talk sometimes about the heel, the toe, the arch, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff like that. I thought he was doing it for that reason. But I guess not. It was just uh, too lazy to put on shoes. That's well, if you're in your house, I'm going to walk in my basement. Makes sense now, too. Now we know he lifts only lifts in his house. It's, easy. it's also interesting that he had that like three-week cycle, basically. Lighter, ramp it up, hit some heavy lifts, deload. And just wash, rinse, repeat. Three-week cycles, man. That's a little different. I don't think we've heard that before. But we haven't, but he also... The guy's a, a, a runaway champ. He's his own coach. Yeah. Five, and, five years ago, he started powerlifting. Yeah. Wrote on a piece of paper what his program is, and for five years later, he became the IPF world champion. Yeah, yeah. You know no, not even five years later. Like four, four years later. Yeah, that's we're, what I'm we're walking on five. And he's about to, like, he's carving out. And he's, and he's running nines and tens for RPEs. Yeah, man. I was shocked as shit to hear that. Well, bench, I'm not really that shocked about. Bench, fine. But squats and deads? That fried me. His squats are so big and so like he he his squats are picture perfect. Like when you watch yeah. him squat, it's perfection. Well, the guy knows his shit, but yeah. I'm just shocked he could rev that engine. Nines or tens on a not every week, but every three weeks. Wait though, because when you think about what he's doing though, on the deload, like constantly deloading, rev deload, rev deload, like mm -hmm. you know it's. There might be something to that. You know, he's got the fives, the threes, it is the big lift. You, you just wonder, like, if someone else tried to do that same thing, it just it would run him down. That's why, like, you know, fuck, man. By, by week one, by, by the third week, yeah, I would think it would run you down. But then you take another week off and go again. You start, he said he starts lighter, yeah. heavier. It's, it's, it's interesting how, man, I mean, freaking world Nobody's class the athletes. Same. Nobody is the same, man. There really isn't a general consensus. So if someone ever sat down like this is how you this is how you program, be like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Because there'll be thirty other guys who do it completely different, all of them world class. So there isn't no way you well, program. A good coach has to has to know the person. They have to figure out what works for them. Some people may be able to run heavy all the time. Maybe they mm -hmm. just got the CNS bill for it. Some mm -hmm. people maybe it's you know, they don't peak until Right at comp, like they can't mm -hmm. lift anything heavy, they wait just leave it for the platform. Mm -hmm. Some people need that confidence. They need to lift and and know that they're going to be able to lift. Otherwise, it, it, it rattles them too much. Mm -hmm. Imagine being a coach with like 30 different athletes, and they're all like, how would you know that this works best for Dennis? How would you know that works best for Jen Thompson? This works best for John Hack? Everyone was, has their programs look so flipping different. You know, that's, it's, that's crazy. crazy. A coach and experience knows, though. Like, I mean, that, that's the point of a coach. I mean, you, he you, knows to an extent, but you, it would have to be trial and error. Well, the, when I meant, yeah, yeah, for know, sure. It, it would, would be take years. It would take years. It would literally be like, you've been with me for three years. Now I know this about you. It wouldn't be one or two meetings. But it's communication, too. Like, it's yeah, a lot yeah, of communication. Yeah, like, are you, are, when you do your squats, you know what I mean? Do you have anything left at the end of the week? Are you seeing pro progression? Progression is how you monitor it. Like, that's why how you, the person feels. That's why you got to give back that, those like, sheets and stuff. Yeah, you got to like, get back the numbers, let them know to cater it. But I mean, like, he, when he mentioned those co coaches, can you imagine? Like, can you imagine that guy going, Hey, so I was thinking I need some help. Do you want to be my coach? You better fucking take it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Listen, you don't be like, let me send you my pricing. Yeah. Dude, this dude doesn't pay. 
because you're going to get a world IPF world champion on your resume, and maybe he could outwilks everybody at the IPF Worlds. You're not best lifter at a local meet. You're not best lifter at nationals. He's he's one of the top three best lifters in the world. I was just going to say you're going to take him on no matter who you are. And there's some great coaches that he listed off there as the highest Wilkes. Yeah. On your roster. Yeah. You're, immediately. You're, you're unless you got him, like he unless you got Sergey Fedoshenko or Ray Williams maybe. Unless you got them on your roster, you're taking this guy. And he's the big. He's the number one priority. He's the top seed on your roster. Yeah. Period. And no, I mean he don't pay. You just you just be like, look at Todd. Let me do some reposts, etc. That's it. Yeah. What are you gonna fucking? This dude's got like nothing but the best guys in the world that he's working with at talking to. Well, him. not only that, but here's if he's if he's price shopping, be like, really? Are you price shopping? Because you don't pay. There is no price. But here's the thing. You look at this. How much do I pay you? Here's the thing. Let me tell you. Next week, this guy's on my fucking roster. Because I'm going to pay him a fucking thousand dollars. But here's the, here's the thing as a coach, though. Like, he did all his own coaching as a coach. I don't care who you are and you're the best role. You just got a chance to learn. What's that? Him. You got to learn what he's doing. Oh, that's his You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. look, he's going to ask him, what do you do? Yeah, so, yeah. So, here's your opportunity to learn something different from a world champion. You know what I mean? He yeah. hands over exchange. his Exchange. It's an exchange. It's you're an exchange. on even terms. Let's see what we can work out together. You know what yeah. I mean? And you're looking at Well, that's what it'd be because he was saying himself. I'm not taking on, I'm not going to do straight to the script. But you give me some shit to work with, I'll incorporate some stuff, we'll mix it in. And then well, so maybe you sit down with the world champ and be like, give to me, I give to you, let's meet in the middle, let's put something together together. You got, man, you got, this guy's fucking... Well, well he's, he's, he's a nice guy, but he also seems like that guy. Like, if you say this, you're not following the program, he's like, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. You follow my program. You know why I'm not following your program? <laughs> Because 565 Wilkes, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you'd have to sit down with him. But I don't think there'd be a coach alive who's that crazy arrogant. not to. Yeah, who's that arrogant to not be like, look at I better sit down. No, he seems like such a nice guy, too. He, know, he's, like laid back. he seems crazy laid back. You know, you know what's funny, though, when we do these, what I like is that everybody's got to, you know, a lot of people want to say what they're going for. That You know, when we ask that one question at the end of every show, but most of them... I just want to be known as a nice person, gave back. Like, that's yeah, yeah, the yeah, big yeah. thing. You like it? There's, you get the odd ones as I want to smash this motherfucking record. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, but, yeah. but at the end of the day, they're all humble. Like, the yeah. humility's there. I love that he's going into BJJ grappling, and he's like, I hope I fly under the radar. I'm like, I'd be a fucking big help, my friend. Because as soon as anybody gets a sniff of who's this cat, like, he's a like, multiple time world champion, blah, blah, blah. Some of the numbers he's going to end up putting up by the time he actually moves back into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Come on, man. You imagine grappling with this dude? But the, that's he could toss around 825 pounds for reps. Imagine he's tossing you around and you're both 250. He's going to toss you around like it's, it's going to be play weight. It's well, be it's, play it's, weight. I mean, we both know with that, there's skill involved. Like there, But, I mean, the thing is... Oh, against other weight belts or against other... But, it, but it will be belts. pretty hard to, you know, hold this guy into something when he can literally just break your arm. you got to start <laughs> You got to start standing. Yeah. Imagine grapple. I'm like... Okay, but I've seen this guy doing sprints. I couldn't imagine. Like, he is explosive as hell. Like, I couldn't imagine all of a sudden just him grabbing you and deciding to, you know, have his... Bam! Explodes into a double leg. He's coming in and he's just going to have his way with you. Like If you sprawl, he's going through your sprawl and whatever, man. I'd be excited. I want to see him fight now. I hope it's a fucking live stream. Anyways, thanks. On to the next one.